by way of introduction today, uh, I'd like to read some selected portions from Psalm 119. So if you can turn to Psalm 119, and as we read, I'd like us all to really catch the author's attitude towards the Word of God. And by catch his attitude, what I mean is to uh, notice it, discern his attitude, and also to catch it like you catch a cold. (laughs) Only better than a cold. Um, We want to share his attitude toward the Word of God. So, actually, if you like to highlight in your Bible, this would be a great time to get your highlighter out, too. I think you'll find it profitable to highlight everywhere in this psalm where the writer reveals something about uh, how he feels about God's Word. So I've selected a few portions to read with you today. We'll jump in at verse 9, Psalm 119, verse 9. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. With all my heart I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandment. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I have told of all the ordinances of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. I shall delight in your statutes. I shall not forget your word. Verse 18. Open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law. Verse 20. My soul is crushed with longing (coughs) after your ordinances at all times. Verse 24. Your testimonies also are my delight. They are my counselor. Verse 31. I cling to your testimonies. O Lord, do not put me to shame. I shall run in the way of your commandments, for you will enlarge me. Verse 33, teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to dishonest gain. Turn away my eyes from looking at vanity and revive me in your ways. Establish your word to your servant as that which produces reverence for you. Turn away my reproach which I dread, for your ordinances are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me through your righteousness. Verse 41, may your loving kindnesses also come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your word, so I will have an answer for him who reproaches me, for I trust in your word. Verse 46, I will also speak of your testimonies before kings and shall not be ashamed. I shall delight in your commandments, which I love, and I shall lift up (coughs) my hands to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. Verse 49, remember the word to your servant in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, that your word has revived me. 
The arrogant utterly deride me, yet I do not turn aside from your law. I have remembered your ordinances from of old, O Lord, and comfort yourself. Verse 54, your statutes are my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. Verse 62, at midnight I shall rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous ordinances. Verse 65, you have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good discernment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant have forged a lie against me. With all my heart, I will observe your precepts. Their heart is covered with fat, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Verse 77. May your compassion come to me that I may live, for your law is my delight. Verse 82. My eyes fail with longing for your word, while I say, when will you comfort me? Verse 92. If your law had not been my delight, then I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have revived me. I have seen, verse 96, I have seen a limit to all perfection. Your commandment (laughs) is exceedingly broad. Verse 97, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever mine. I have more insight than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged because I have observed your precepts. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not turned aside from your ordinances, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste. Yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth. From your precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Verse 109, my life is continually in my hand, yet I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I have not gone astray from your precepts. I have inherited your testimonies forever, for they are the joy of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever, even to the end. Verse 113, I hate those who are double-minded, but I love your law. Verse 117, uphold me that I may be safe, that I may have regard for your statutes continually. Verse 119, you have removed all the wicked of the earth like dross, therefore I love your testimonies. My flesh trembles for fear of you, I am afraid of your judgment. Verse 123, My eyes fail with longing for your salvation and for your righteous word. 127. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold, yes, above fine gold. Therefore, I esteem right all your precepts concerning everything. I hate every false way. Verse 129. Your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul observes them. The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. 
I opened my mouth wide and panted, for I longed for your commandments. Great imagery. Verse 136. My eyes shed streams of water because they do not keep your law. Verse 139. My zeal has consumed me because my adversaries have forgotten your words. Your word is very pure, therefore your servant loves it. I am small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is truth. Trouble and anguish have come upon me, yet your commandments are my delight. Verse 148. My eyes anticipate the night watches that I may meditate on your word. Verse 159. Consider how I love your precepts. Revive me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. The sum of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous ordinances is everlasting. Verse 161. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great spoil. I hate and despise falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous ordinances. Those who love your law have great peace and nothing causes them to stumble. I hope for your salvation, O Lord, and do your commandments. My soul keeps your testimonies and I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and your testimonies, for all my ways are before you. Verse 172. Let my tongue sing of your word, for all your commandments are righteousness. 174. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let my soul live that it may praise you, and let your ordinances help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do <laughs> I do not forget your commandment. Okay, so that was more than the introduction. Um, how the psalmist feels about God's word and how we feel about God's word. That is the not just the introduction, that is the heart of today's message. Now, it seems to me that the psalmist views Scripture the only sane way to even think about God's Word. This is not over the top in any sense. Do we really believe that uh, God is the great omnipotent, omniscient, eternal, holy God of love that we teach? Believe that? Do we really believe that he not only created all things, but that he redeemed us by the blood of his Son from our rebellious selfishness and sin to bring us into a glorious, eternal relationship of life with him? Do we really believe that the purpose of everything is God's glory? that he is really that great? Do we really believe that God himself caused these scriptures 
to be written exactly the way he wanted them. Exactly the way he wanted them. And when we pick up a Bible, what are we holding? What are we holding in our hands? Is it really God? God himself expressing himself to us. Well, I guess these were sort of rhetorical questions. The answer, of course, is yes, yes, a thousand times yes, which is exactly what we believe, right? We know these things are true. Now, on this Mother's Day, I'm reminded of one of the many wonderful blessings from my mother uh, that she imparted to me was the practice of memorizing Scripture. Now, the older I get, the more I value that. The more I see the immense value. In fact, I feel the real necessity of having memorized as much as I did as a kid. Because stuff I memorized younger really has still sticks really well. The stuff I'm memorizing now doesn't stick quite as well. So I really value that. Um, but I'm also seeing the value of continuing to memorize, though it doesn't stick as well. Immense value there. Really a necessity I see for myself. You guys may have noticed that summer is upon us outside. You can feel it in the weather. You can see it in college kids who are done. Summer is here for them. For the rest who are not in college yet and are a little younger, it's getting close. Um, So do you have summer plans? Have you thought about that yet? Because it's time to think about it. It's upon you. No, nobody has plans. You all came to this meeting hoping that I would give you something to do this summer, right? Great, perfect. Here we are. Okay, no, seriously, though. When you are transitioning into a new schedule, such as at summertime, schedules change, that can be a perfect time to add something to your schedule that you've wanted to do, but you've just never been able to make it happen. So... Now's the time. Um, I want to give you some encouragement and exhortation to get into memorizing Scripture if you're not already doing that. If you are already doing that, you can practice your verses or something while I'm speaking. You can ignore me if you would like. But uh, hopefully this will be an encouragement for you to continue as well. Now, when I'm suggesting adding scripture memory to your daily, weekly schedule, um, I'm not suggesting that you replace Bible reading, listening to scripture, prayer time with the Lord. This is not an instead of. It's still important to meditate on scripture. So those things that you are already doing, keep doing them. And I'm asking you to add this one more thing as you are looking at your schedule for this coming summer. 
Um, so I would like to begin with especially some encouragement and exhortation to those who have tried to memorize Scripture and found that they just can't. Because um, it is a fact of life. As we get older, we can't memorize as easily. So um, here's an important uh, newsflash for you. You are finding that you are not able to memorize as easily as you once were. You're not getting younger. Okay? So, the uh, it's a simple conclusion that there will never be a better time to start memorizing if you're not already or to restart if you've given up in the past than today. Right? May 8th, 2022, you can start or restart. You'll never have a better opportunity. Now, I do also want to acknowledge that there are those who have really made an effort and uh, truly cannot memorize, but I think that the effort itself has great value. Uh, When you try to memorize, you are hiding God's word in your heart. You're interacting with scripture in a way that is more intense than simply listening to or reading. Um, And so even... you. It does hide God's word in your heart, even if your mind cannot regurgitate it very well. Um, I think of my wife's grandmother up in North Carolina before she died. Her mind got to where it was so bad, she actually forgot all of the Bible stories she had known for 90 years. In her whole life, she'd known this stuff. And uh, But she, she'd build a habit of reading her Bible regularly, and so she would still continue reading her Bible, and she found it really exciting because (laughs) she'd come to uh, uh, David and Goliath or whatever, and this is the first time she's read it. It's like she's getting it all for the first time every time through. So um, in some ways, we were kind of jealous of her. Wow, can you believe what Joseph's brothers did to him, you know, and, you know, on to how God worked all this out. It was just amazing. Well, yes, sometimes it would be nice to get back to that point where we're hearing it for the first time. But uh, marvelous truths. But my point is, even when our mind is failing, our spirit can be drawn closer to Christ by daily interacting with God himself. Scripture. The effort to memorize Scripture uh, can draw us near to our Savior and conform us to his image. So for those who are really trying to memorize Scripture and find themselves discouraged with a lack of success, um, I'd like you to consider <coughs> excuse me, that success in Scripture memory is not measured by how many verses you can quote. That's not the measure of success. As with any spiritual discipline, the measure of success in scripture memory is your being conformed, your progress in being conformed to the image of Christ. And typically, that's not something that you suddenly, you know, I'm at this level here, and I 
memorize a verse and, whoa, I now feel myself at this level. And it's not something you can discern the growth on a moment-by-moment basis necessarily. It's more of an over-time sort of thing, just like any kind of growth. Um, Think about somebody who's going to try to push the earth out of orbit by doing push-ups. Okay? And it may feel like that. I'm like when you're trying to memorize, your mind is just not working. It's like trying to do push the earth out of order by doing push-ups. It doesn't matter how hard you go, nothing's happening. What it feels like. Well, the effort itself, <coughs> excuse me, does something to you, right? Uh, you may not push the earth out of orbit, and you may not be able to quote large passages of scripture. But you're going to get stronger. You won't notice it every day. Hey, I just push upside now. Wait, my muscles just went. No, it's it takes time, and it's over. It's over the long haul. And my encouragement is the long haul can start or restart today. As you struggle to memorize, your mind may be wasting away, as it is for all of us. But inwardly, you are renewed day by day. So don't lose heart, 2 Corinthians 4.16 says. Okay, so whether you can memorize the whole Bible, or you can't even quote John 3.16 anymore, um, remember the point is to know God. The point in Scripture memory is to know God, to glorify Him, to enjoy fellowship with Him through His Word. That's why He gave His Word to us. Now, there are some here who can and will be very good at memorizing, be able to get that, memorize large chunks of scripture. Um, If you are one of those people, I'd like to encourage you to excel still more. And in that regard, I'd like to tell you about Mr. Catron. I had always thought of myself as being a pretty good Bible memorizer. Went off to Bible college. and I knew more scripture than the next guy. Mr. Catron was my Old Testament survey teacher in my first semester at Emmaus Bible College. Back in 1993, almost 30 years ago, he was not the most dynamic teacher that I had. Yeah, but nearly 30 years later, here's the thing that's so amazing to me. I still remember two things that he said. During a lecture on I forget what, Mr. Catron began a sentence with this phrase. When I was a student at Emmaus and my friends and I were memorizing the minor prophets. What? At that point in time, I couldn't even find the minor prophets without singing the song, you know, the the scriptures, Bible books of the Bible song. Mr. Catron's simple statement was a real game changer for me in terms of how I thought Bible, Bible memory. I could memorize more than just little verses. I could memorize larger sections. I could memorize whole books. That was an option. And this, this kind of opened my mind to what the possibilities really were. 
In another lecture, Mr. Catron told us, not everyone can memorize the whole Bible. Okay? But you ought to at least know what's in every chapter. And I thought, wow, okay, that actually, if we really believe what we say we believe about this scriptures, that does not sound unreasonable. Especially when you're in your early 20s. Got time to invest. But even as you're older, you start somewhere. You can't get to knowing every chapter. You can get to know some, right? You can grow to where you can't memorize the whole Bible. You can memorize some, right? Um, there's Roughly 31,000 verses in the Bible. There are fewer than 1,200 chapters. There are 66 books. It's not a weekend project. Right? But you can make a real dent in those numbers. Especially if you start today. If you don't start, if you don't restart, guess how far you're going to get? It's pretty simple math. All right. Thank you for my son appreciating my jokes. <laughs> All right. So, at this point, I am hoping that you are excited about Scripture memory. And I'd like to move from the heart of this message to the feet. Time to get practical. How do we actually start memorizing Scripture? If you're already doing something that works for you, Great, I'm not telling you to change anything. Okay? Um, if you're not, there's many methods, there's many tools. Um, you can use three by five cards, you can write out scripture by hand, you can listen to a verse or a passage, short passage in a loop over and over and over again. You can find songs, learn those songs, sing them. Invent your own songs, even better. Um, there's tons of great options. And that very fact can paralyze you. Don't be paralyzed by all the options. Pick one and get started. And so to help you with that, we're going to try that right now if this will work. Aha. So for those of you who can see that, we're going to try this. I've never done this before. But um, unfortunately, I cannot see on my phone is up here either. So move my yeah, that might work. Well, I need to be able to talk too. What's that? Um, you can okay. Well, let me try and then thank you. Yes, I may do that. But for starters, uh, this is going to be one of those rare times when you're allowed to take out your mobile device during a sermon. Okay, so everybody, please take out your mobile devices, turn them on, and go to your appropriate Play Store. We're going to install a free app, and by the time we walk out of here today, you will be set up to memorize Scripture. You can develop a new habit, right? As summer is coming on, you will be all ready to go 
memorizing scripture. I hope this is exciting to you. Um, okay. And of course, you can throw this away and pick a different method if you like, but do something. So on the Play Store or on your uh, App Store, whatever it's called, search for Bible Memory App. Bible Memory App. For some reason. Okay, Marilyn, if you have an idea here. I don't know. It's showing up. Oh, oh there it is. No, I see the cursor, but it won't move. You know what to do with that? <laughs> ah, you did it. I am so glad for technical people. <laughs> okay, want me to... I don't mean to interrupt on getting it up as well. You go to the Bible Memory app and um, install that. Already have it installed. Oh, actually, you've already got it running here, didn't you? Okay, you jumped right into it. So install the Bible Memory app and um, while you're getting that installed, bringing it up, I will tell you a couple reasons why I really love this app. Uh, one is that you can score points. You can win badges. You can uh, pass levels. It's the greatest video game ever, okay? <laughs> and you're doing this all while you're hiding God's word in your heart. So I really love this app. Now, the biggest reason I love it, of course, is that it enables me to continue memorizing Scripture. When I was in my early 40s, which was... Uh, I mean, it was probably about nine years ago, I'm guessing. Nine years ago. Um, we had a, a Bible memory contest here at Lake Howe Bible Chapel over the summer. And since my family had to travel that summer, I was thinking, I'm going to have hours of driving in the car. I'm going to be able to memorize everything. I'm going to do great. I found as I was driving, I could not memorize a single verse. One little verse that I could not do it. I just couldn't get it to stick. Very discouraging. Um, I spent huge amounts of time on it. And I eventually gave up. Very disheartened. And a couple of years went by where I was just convinced I could not memorize scripture anymore. Um, and I think it was John McDowell, if I remember correctly, uh, at a Wednesday night, had mentioned an app a website called Scripture Typer that was helping him to be able to memorize. I thought, if John McGull can still memorize, certainly I can give it a try, right? So I'll try this app. Now, I, I knew that I couldn't based on the way I had been doing things before, but I tried with this app. And it actually worked. I was thinking, hey, at least I'll get my typing speed. I can't, which will help me in my work and everything. So, But it actually worked. I was able to memorize again. It was thrilling. Um, and eventually I transitioned away from using the Scripture Typer website to using this app. The Scripture Typer and this app are the, basically the same, same thing. Because um, I just find it easier to find time 
my schedule to use a phone than when I'm sitting at my desk. So anyway, if you go into settings, which I'm going to need you to do, I'll let you drive because obviously, whoops, now what happened? Ah, amazing. <laughs> if you go into settings in your um, in your Bible app there, Bible memory app, you can go to preferences. And in preferences, there's a few things that I recommend, which you're probably having terrible resolution. I apologize for that, but hopefully your phones have decent resolution. You can take a look at the um, the typing mode is the one I suggest having just the first letter. This to me is the only reason that it's even usable on the app because I hate, hate typing. But maybe you love typing on a phone, and that's okay. But um, you can make it so that you all you have to do is tap the first letter of each word, and it'll show up. You don't have to type the whole word. Because the point here is not to give yourself sore thumb. What happened? <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> all right. Um. So you can all you have to do is just tap the first the first letter, and I was thinking I would actually walk you through adding Psalm twenty three to thing, but working what what it's doing. Okay, it split the screen and is half on one side, half on the other. Okay, yeah, right. Okay. Well, it's a pretty simple process. I was just going to walk you through to because it's sometimes easier when you're looking at software for the first time. If somebody tells you, out of the thousand things you can do, here's the three you really need to know. Um, so, oh wow, gone. All right. Um, well, I will be up here. Afterwards, if anybody would like to have me walk them through, but basically, you can add a collection and just you select your translation that you want to memorize from, and you have all the main options that you might want translation. Um, personally, for me, for Psalm 23, I'm going to pick King James because I already have it memorized. King James. I'm doing New American Standard for most of my memorizing. But for things that I already know in another translation, I am at a stage where my mind is working at a level where I'm not going to try to memorize a lot of different translations for the same passage. Um, so you can add a collection of Psalm 23, for example, and then it has a simple process of memorizing. The first step is it shows you the whole verse. In grayed out letters, and words are kind of grayed out, but you can read it, and you're just typing the first letter of each word, so you can see exactly what it is. Um, once you've got it, where okay, I'm pretty comfortable, and I've reviewed it a few times that way, so I sort of think I'm getting the hang of this verse. Then step two is it cuts out half the words, so now it's every other word that you can see 
and you've got to type the first letter of each word going through, but half the words, it's not getting you any hints. And then it'll switch which half it shows. It shows you the other words. Now the other, in the other half you're not seeing. So after you do that for a few times, you get to the point where, at least it works for me, um, pretty well know it. Kind of know it, and so then you go to the last stage, which is it's not giving you any hints, and you're just tapping the words in. So um, once you do that, then again, it's not like magically bang, you've got it forever. You may make some mistakes, and it has what's called a heat map, which will highlight in red the space of any word that you miss. Oh, okay, so there you go. Okay, so I don't know if you guys can see right now, 1 Corinthians 1, 1, and this is a, you can see where I miss these words. And so the first time you miss them, it gets kind of a red slot there, so you can remember, oh yes, when I get to that word, that's one I missed, and it's helpful to see, ah, it's only about that long, so what word could it be, and help me remember, and so if you, if I keep missing it, it'll get a darker and darker red, and if you start getting it right, each time you review, it'll get a lighter and lighter red until eventually it goes away altogether. So it's a really, to me, the heat map is a helpful tool in memorization. Um, so that's, uh, I guess, probably as much as we're going to be able to with the screen. Um, but in any case... Now have an app on your phone ready to help you memorize scripture. The first 50 verses are free. If you want to keep going beyond that, it's a $10 app, but there's very often I get emails for half off, get it for five bucks, um, and I'm more than happy to even pay the five or ten bucks if you are going to memorize. I will put my money where my mouth is. This is, I think, a very valuable thing. And by the time you get to 50, if you go, if you do 50 verses, by that time you're usually, I think, pretty excited and want to keep going. And, you know, I currently, um, I have something over 2,000 verses in there right now. I've just kept going. Not that I can quote all 2,000 of those off the top of my head, but they're one, I, I tend to do like a chapter at a time. And I get that chapter to where it's pretty good. And then I go on to the next chapter. So that way it's helping me to have a familiarity. And then it has a review schedule built in. So you memorize a verse, you're going to have to review it tomorrow. And then if you get it right then, then you're going to review it in two days. Get it right then, you'll review it in three days. So it just goes up, it builds up like that and up to a year. So every year, those 2,000 some verses I'm hitting. Um, and so it's a great way, I think, to just help be immersed in God's Word. So what you need now is a schedule. Take a time. You've got the app. I'm happy to show you how to use it. We weren't able to do it up here. Um, you just need to figure out when is this going to fit in the summer. And my my bet is if you fit it in during the summer, you're going to find a way to fit it in going forward as well, the rest of your life. Um, I've been doing this now for quite eight or nine years, I guess. So 
still very excited about it. Uh, it's just because it's been such a help to me. Some ideas are you can, some of you pull out your phones fairly frequently, check them. Because it's a switch. I don't know. So add, add that when you do that, memorize, you know, either review a quick verse or something, you could add it in that way. Or right when you get up, right when you, just before you go to bed, right after lunch, something, there's ways to find a time do this. You just have to make a conscious decision to do it. Um, now, my suggestion is five, maybe ten minutes with the app. If you can do five minutes a day, maybe ten minutes a day with that app, you'll be amazed. I've got over 2,000 verses in there, and that's basically what I've done. It takes time. Don't push Earth out of orbit with your push-ups, but, <laughs> but you find... Hey, after time, you know, it, it really can be a, a wonderful help. Now, like me, you will have to make a decision about proficiency. Um, how satisfied, at what point are you going to say, yeah, I know this well enough, it's time to move on? Well, you'll get a feel for that as you progress. Personally, I go, there's a setting on here where you can, Say, I'm happy at 90% or anything up to 100%. It's considered, yep, you've still got it. Review it. If I, For me, I have it set at 90%. If I, if I get 90%, if there's 10 words and I get 9 of them, it says, good job, and I get the points. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's, it's in the settings. You can do it. You can set it wherever you want. Now, some people are purists, <laughs> and, and, and that's perfectly fine. So the, again, the point is not points, um, but to me, points are a motivator, so use it. You know, it's nothing, I don't think it's something to be ashamed of, and go ahead, if I should be ashamed, you can tell me, but that's, <laughs> um, <laughs> to me, it is whatever little things like that will motivate you, take advantage of them. Okay. Now, especially for those of us who who have trouble getting things to really stick at a hundred, those lower things can be more encouraging. And if you find yourself getting discouraged, you probably need to change something. Please come talk to me. I know Tim has done a lot with Bible memory too, and there's probably others as well. Um, if you're getting discouraged, then talk to somebody about it. And if you can't come up with ideas yourself because you know I, I wasted years of not memorizing. Sometimes when I could have, and sometimes when I thought I couldn't. I, I wish I hadn't done that. Now, I think I have found that as you get into it, as with any habit, it takes a little while. It feels like a lot more effort. I mean, it's sort of like coming to church. If you go for, say, you, you miss church and you're not going to church for six months, man, getting up on a Sunday morning and getting here feels like you are moving Earth out of orbit to do something. But when it's a pattern, it's not like we all wake up. I mean, some of us probably do. Right? But some of us don't. 
But we still do it. It's just not that big of a deal to get here. It's a habit. Same thing with, with any kind of habit. It's going to feel like more effort up front. Um, and that's what I was hoping to help overcome some of that by showing you just do these things. And, um, so I'm, I'm happy to help you get over that effort, that initial stage there. And then it becomes just natural and automatic. Um, so it's time to conclude here. When we approach Scripture with a humble, obedient, reverent attitude, remembering what it really is, um, God himself communicating to us, when we approach it that way, he uses Scripture to mold us to be like Christ, to be conformed to the image of Christ. So I'm encouraging you to set aside time. Make a plan for this labor. It is labor, especially up front. This joy, it is a joy. It can be really exciting. And just, even if it's not an exciting thing like a roller coaster, it's a deep joy that you get as you're memorizing scripture and meditating on it. And it's a privilege. We have good, solid translations in our language. We have a privilege that many people in the world, even today, do not have. We could pick any passage of scripture and decide we want to think about that and we want to memorize there are many people around the world who do not have that option. Scripture does not even exist in their language. I think we have a joy and a privilege that we can take advantage of. We just have to get past the other distractions and make a decision. Right? Nike says, just do it. Well, they're right, in a sense. Now, where they want to focus you is in the same category as um, one of the verses we read today in Psalm 119 talked about distraction, about vanity, um, things that waste our time. I've never heard, I suppose we could ask, Oh, see him again. I'm not sure. Has he regretted any of the time he spent memorizing scripture? I've never met anybody at any age who said, you know, I wish I hadn't spent so much time. Nobody said that. I think it's worth it's worth thinking about why that is. Why has nobody said that? I think we will do well if we aim to err on the side of being that one who says that later in life. You know, I wish I hadn't so much. That'd be a great... But let's try to err on that side, okay? Because nobody's ever gotten there yet. <laughs> be the first. <laughs> well, sometimes we can feel our love and respect for Scripture it's not like we can live on a mountain. We cannot live just always in absolute awe 
It just it can't sustain that. And we're not meant to. It's not how we're built. But I suggest when times come, when we're feeling pretty lackadaisical and not real impressed with the Word of God, read Psalm 119 carefully and think about it. <laughs> Hundred and seventy-six verses. We only read less than half. Read it. Think about it. And it can help you revive your love, respect, appreciation for God's word. So, my conclusion was sorry. Let's close in prayer here. Our great God and our Savior, thank you, thank you so much for communicating to us and putting us in a place in a time where we have your entire word in an understandable fashion. Help us, O oh Lord, to respect you and respect your word and love you and love your word, to rejoice in you, to enjoy the fellowship that you died to have with us through your word, through memorizing it, hiding it in our heart. Lord, help us in these things. Help us to grow, to be conformed to you, Lord Jesus, in this way. Amen.